0: Are, are you guys of to No, they're probably like, "Hey, what happened to that song?" Yeah, I, I always wonder: do they hate it? Do they love it? Weigh in.
1: Well, <laughs> it's fun because they get to—it's new every week. That's true. Sometimes we, we do it, sometimes spice it we up. We
0: That's true. Um, welcome to the Brain Candy Podcast, everyone. I'm Susie Meister, and this is Episode 156. Here with me, as always, Sarah Rice. That's me. And. uh, we're having a grand old time over here. I, I am having a really good day with you. <laughs> Not like I'm shocked by that. Right. We often have good
1: days. Well, and sometimes we have so much stuff to catch up on, at, like personal or business, yeah. and they're just, we feel like, oh, my God, we have so much to get to, and blah, blah, blah.
0: This has just been like a fun... Yeah. You know. we, we've got a lot of things for the blooper reel today.
1: Oh, boy, oh, boy, do we. I just have the giggles so bad. That's my favorite, because then
0: you're just the best audience. And I was, I mean, we weren't even drinking. No, I mean, we are about Can you to start. It? I mean, we're going to start. But, we have, yeah. ugh, it's been crazy. Okay. Yeah. Um, what's on your mind? Anything you want to kick off with? Hmm. Anything about you, Sarah? Oh, <laughs> that's a good question. Oh. I mean, not I, mean, I know what, one thing about what? you. What? People are going bonks for your hair. Bonky. <laughs> I never thought. People are asking me if I got a perm.
1: Right. What Can, is Is it the humidity? or <laughs> I think I just am feeling like a natural woman. That's got to be it. I can't think of anything. Really, my curls just happen to be... Uh, I'm taking care of them. I'm nurturing them. I'm embracing them. Not trying to straighten them and pretend I'm something that I'm not.
0: I can't believe that you ever didn't embrace
1: them. You know what's funny is I, I went over to a, a friend's house last night. And uh, she was like, oh my god, your curls. I can't believe you ever straighten your yeah. hair. Who... Doesn't like your hair curly. And I was like, I'll tell you, my husband. Are you kidding me? He doesn't like, he's like, he likes it better straight. I think because he can run his fingers through it. This, uh, this is a off limits. I know. Do I- not touch my curly hair. And any girls with natural hair that they wear curly will be like, don't touch it. Cause you're going to mess it up.
0: Well, I am shocked though, because I, you know, he loves the tattoo look and yeah. sort of like, you know. Edgy women, yeah, and I associate like big yeah. wild hair with edgy. Yeah, I think he likes it like sharp.
1: But you know what? I'm wearing it curly, and I told her uh, she was. She made the joke. She was like, "Oh, well, then I'll always know if you and your husband are in a fight or not by if your hair's curly or if it's straight." Right now we know. Be like, uh, uh-uh, get off my hair. No,
0: well it really, looks great. Just wanted to
1: embrace the curls, and
0: you know, I'm so glad. Mm-hmm. I think we're all glad. We here at the break. Thanks, Ooh. thanks, guys. So nice. Um, How about you, Suze? I have fun things to talk about. Oh, before, I just
1: want to say, uh, this is not really a shout out. It's more like sending our brain candy love mm-hmm. to the residents of any place that has recently been hit by the hurricanes. Yeah. I can only imagine. I have seen some of the damage and some of the destruction, and we've got some... Uh, real world friends that are down there. Mm-hmm. And Dahlia
0: is in Florida. Dahlia, hello. Yeah, yeah. brain candy. <sighs> One fifth of the brain candy podcast, right? And um, did she get evacuated? Mm-mm. Oh, she's in she's Orlando. In, okay, she's in Orlando, but they did experience a scary night. But th- not even the power went out. Praise what? praise the Lord. PTL. PTL, man. <laughs> so I was just thinking about that, and I was on. Oh um, my god! I forgot to tell you this oh sorry this what? is totally off topic okay, say it didn't i start to tell you uh, i don't know i have I no idea I what did. you're talking about <laughs> i did tell you, you give me no information no you go ahead you go ahead. okay <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry That go was ahead. my favorite aside though i'm so sorry
1: go ahead um that was like a little detour in the road like we just pulled off the road and we're like oh man we forgot
0: something at home and you're like oh no it's right here and then we just kept driving that's what just happened it's great i thought okay fine i'll tell you okay good I think I already told you, but I got a bill yesterday for $14,000 from the IRS. No. Did we not talk about it? Oh, that's so that's nice of me to pretend much. like I didn't tell you. But the reason why I thought it was funny to tell the, the brainiacs is because it was because of a decimal point. The, somebody forgot to put a decimal point in and said that we had earned thousands of dollars instead of hundreds. How come that doesn't ever happen
1: in the other direction?
0: Exactly. Right. My Uh refund is never, like, accidentally (laughs) $100,000.
1: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers.
0: Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders.
1: VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career.
0: The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need.
1: Explore more stories like Alex's at slash metaverse impact. Well, speaking of money. Yes. And the floods. Great. Perfect tie in. Sorry, yes. Yeah. Sorry. Um,
0: Totally derailed that.
1: uh, My husband sent me a picture from one of his friends who live in Florida of the Uber down there right now. What? Uber prices to go like.
0: What? Tell me. I don't know. Uh, the surge price. The
1: surge price
0: on a trip that like would normally guy. be
1: like $14. Yeah. $1,488.14. But that's not the best part. They offer Uber XL for $2,384. So even in the middle of a hurricane, you can travel in luxury.
0: But it's like one guy named Jeff. Oh, guy. Yeah. Jeff's like driving around South Who's got Florida. who a
1: totally lifted truck. All those people we were on the road were like, that's ridiculous. You're never going to need a truck that high. Well, Jeff's making $140,000. Uh, to $1,488.14 picking well, he up He deserves people, it. Every penny.
0: And mm-hmm. you know what?
1: That lift kit? Paid for.
0: Lift kit. Oh, right. To
1: make the car high so right. he can travel through the flooded waters. I only assume that's what his car looks like. Unless it's a boat. What if he had one of those cars that turns into a boat? Like the duck boats. Duck Yeah, just ducky tours. Ducky tours. What if he had that? And that's what he's doing. I mean, God bless him. Freaking
0: John Smart. He's. (laughs) Is that what his name was? In this Jeff. 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 (laughs) Okay. Um. There's a new movie out. Oh, what? This is not an ad. I'm just. Oh. Tell me about new movies. I love it. Called. It's it's a uh, in India Mm -hmm. and it's called Toilet. Oh. It's actually called Toilet Colon. Stop! It's actually the symbol. The symbol.
1: But that's a really clever joke that I don't even think they knew that they put in there, or they did. That's great.
0: (laughs) Toilet colon a love story. Okay, so it is. You could also write that as toilet comma colon comma
1: a love story, (laughs) or toilet comma colon -colon, semicolon a love story.
0: (laughs) I'm always like, I hope that Brain Candy becomes, like, a real big hit someday. And then we talk about stuff like this, and I'm like, we will not. We are a niche. We're a niche market. If you also like toilet humor.
1: <laughs> delivered by people with colon, PhDs.
0: <laughs> colon humor. Oh, God. Listen, okay. Okay, carry The on. movie is about uh, the issue, the very big deal issue in India with... Um, a lack of toilets. This is no laughing matter. No, it's it, serious. And I can't believe that this hasn't
1: been something that's been discussed, or maybe it has, I just don't hear about it, sooner. Or You really think that if, <clears throat> if I were... That would be number one on my list of things to take care of, if I were a city planner.
0: Right. And as of this moment even, half the country's population, which is a gazillion oh, people... Oh, so many people. Do not have toilets and just go in the streets. I I, I don't, I, I can't. Right. Don't even know what to do with that. And that makes it really hard. Like I have bias biases. Mm -hmm. Like when I hear this, I think this is not civilized. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I have prejudices about Mm -hmm. the culture because I've heard this. And so I you know, it's like, I want someone to be like, here's why. Uh, Interesting. <clears throat> and I don't want to
1: feel that way, but I just think that's so basic. Absolutely. You know what? And I feel the same, and I wonder, do you think that's how people in places like if you ever the Japanese culture is very um the way that Modest. they treat their oh. bathrooms, like if you go to, I'm pretty sure it's Japan. If you go to Japan, there is uh, people uh, the to- the bathrooms are immaculate cuz you cl- like that if there's a sense of shame around anything, if you're not clean, and could you imagine if you're somebody from that culture and then you go to, uh how about the bathroom at the bar I took you for your birthday where <laughs> we played Scrabble? Yes. The dive bar? I mean, mm-hmm. you would be like, this is disgusting. Yeah. So I wonder if it's the same kind of Maybe. feeling and it's whatever you're used to.
0: Well, it... Apart from sort of the cultural implications, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's obviously a health hazard. Huge. I
1: can't imagine, or I can only mm-hmm. imagine that that would seriously Im- impact the overall health and even the uh, like reproductive rates in those countries, right? Well,
0: and something I never thought of, which is that uh, women get assaulted when they go out to use the, <gasps> the outdoor area. Right, they're
1: pulling down and they're
0: yeah. Oh my god! Right, they're totally exposed. Yes. Okay, yes. so they go out, and we
1: already know that's a huge problem in India.
0: Yeah, and they're so they're scared. So then they have to go out in groups, and they tend to go um, right before daybreak. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's then still dark, mm-hmm. and the trouble is, in addition to all these other things, that when you hold your stuff that long then that's a health yep. issue too. And so Blatter, they're having all these. That's what I'm thinking about reproductive, like bladder infections. Yeah. Any
1: kind of infection is going to be. Right. <sighs> and so Please, women. I'm sensitive to... in Western culture. Like we're the wrong underwear. I'm it's
0: mad a... when I go into a bathroom and the stalls have gaps big enough where people can kind of see in. Yeah. And so uh-huh. imagine if you had to go out and just squat, pop a squat, as no. they say. Yeah. And risk being raped or assaulted or catcalled or humiliated or I mean, there's just so much to unpack. Yeah. The movie is sort of also discussing. There's so many parts about this. that are interesting. The issue of like in India, let's say you have an arranged marriage or Mm -hmm. whatever. It's a different kind of system. Mm -hmm. And a lot of women will only marry the guy. If he says he has a toilet and, like, if, like, the woman gets, I think even in the movie, like, the woman gets there and there's no toilet and she's like, oh, no. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. You call me when there's a toilet in this house. <laughs> well, good for her. Right? Yeah. And how that becomes, like, a, a part of relationships and negotiation and, and gender dynamics and who
1: knew toilets? Dang.
0: Right? You got to hold mean- out the P for the tea. <laughs> My God. Speaking of things that are a little uncomfortable, but shouldn't be to talk about, uh, I want to encourage people to try Sustain Feminine Hygiene Products. Yes. I've been using these products, and even though they're organic, they are just as effective, if not more so, than the major brands that I've tried before. These are really awesome because the industry does not require companies to uh, disclose what they put in... Tampons, etc.
1: I can't believe that still blows my mind. It's absurd
0: that, that I'm I- putting bleach, disgusting. Who like, knows what? Who
1: knows what kind of chemicals are on there or so where they came
0: from? Sustain wanted to react to that and say, "Well, you you can know what's in our products. They're organic, vegan, fair trade, sustainably made, and uh, free of toxins and carcinogens." Mm-hmm. And awesomely, they ship them right to your door. And they come regularly. It's a subscription. And so our listeners will get first month free and free shipping when they sign up at sustainnatural.com and use code BRAINCANDY at checkout. That's sustainnatural.com and that's sustain all natural vagina friendly products that put women's bodies first. Thank heavens. And they
1: got like condoms and lube and oh, wipes. Oh, right. Oh, the lube has been like... Sarah's been using the lube.
0: There you go. I... <laughs> You know now. Now you know. (laughs) They have condoms, um, which and these are the same type of thing where they are using stuff that's good for your body.
1: Hello, I'm putting that in there? Or wherever. Or wherever. Who knows what Sarah's doing in
0: in the sack. Um, I'm
1: open to exploring everything.
0: I'm going to put more about this movie, uh, Toilet, in the newsletter if you want to sign up go to com. you can sign up there because this article was so interesting because the premise of it was about the movie but then it of course as i stated shares some of these issues that man you just never think about never
1: i would have never thought about any of that stuff well yeah and it's such a it's something that i should say we take for granted true like that's the biggest thing is that we never it, it's not a thought for us and that's often how it is with those problems that Um, people in underdeveloped countries or places that are struggling do have to face is that the ones that we seem so that seems like clean water we never we never think about
0: that the government is obviously aware of the problem and they have tried to they almost like went in too deep in set in the sense that they bought all these porta potties to put up but then they hadn't finished like the plumbing part mm-hmm. so then people just started using them and now they're in unusable right. because there were no pipes attached right. or whatever
1: and you also have to change a culture of like you know people's behavior you that's have to so change true. behavior
0: so but, there you go that's yeah, interesting interesting i got another thing go, that's interesting. go go go
1: love it uh how about we now have information that studies show that we know dogs have feelings
0: this is some you said this to me yeah what is the evidence?
1: And first of all, anybody with a pet out there is like, yeah, of course they have feelings. Yeah. My dog Sigmund feels, who has become like an Instagram celebrity of his own. People care more about seeing Sigmund on my Insta stories than they do about me. I
0: really love your Insta People write in there. and they're like, oh
1: my God, show me more of Sigmund. I
0: well, get that
1: all the time. I'm sure you do. Uh, and then
0: you give them more.
1: And then I do give them more as they ask for it. And there you go. Yeah,
0: everybody that would have a dog, I imagine is like... Well, duh. Yeah. Like, why did you even need to test that? Right. But we...
1: And we also didn't know if our dogs love us or if they have something called cupboard love, which is just loving us because we're the providers of food. Sure. Yeah. So how they figured out how to do it is they're like, I know, we have to put a dog through an MRI.
0: Yeah. I saw this on Twitter. Okay Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, so they so this researcher,
1: his name's Gregory Burns and he's a neuroscientist at Emory University. And
0: he had a dog and he was like, What the devil are you thinking about? Yep.
1: Yep. And he was like,
0: I gotta make you learn
1: how to sit in an MRI. So he trained – that was the hardest part, he said, is lo- I was getting them how to he did sit it. because it's so loud. So he created a mock-up of what an MRI – and he recorded the sounds, and he started off quiet and started playing it louder and louder so the dog would get used to the uh, the noise. And then he opened this up because he just had – and it worked. It totally worked. The dog sat in the MRI. They were able to scan his brain. They were able to find out um, how he reacted to different treats And people, and he's like, it, okay, it works with one dog, but I'm going to need more than one dog to actually test this. So he found about 20 plus people. I can't remember how many were involved, but over 20 who he gave all this equipment to and gave like them, um, the mock-ups and gave them the audio recordings and were able to test it. And it was split 50, 50 of dogs responding to their owners and dogs responding to food. So there isn't anything that says dogs just respond to food. Some dogs uh, were happy when they were were rewarded with praise from their owner over the food. So Aww. they enjoyed the owner's praise more than they even enjoyed the food. But then he said there were some dogs who were just freaking pigs and all they cared about it, was, the was food. Was it based by breed? Well, that was the other question because he said he had a collie mix and the collie mixes tend to be a little more pleasing so, like, they want to please you. So, there could be a breakdown. It didn't really go into... Um, that would be interesting. Absolutely. Because, like,
0: my, I've seen... You know how labs can be, like, ravenous with food, but they're also oh. pleasers and super loving? Yeah. And, like, sometimes they would just eat themselves to death if you gave them unlimited right. food. Yeah. But, like, they're also so smart and lovely. Yeah. So, I wonder... What they like more, the praise or the food. Mm -hmm. That's
1: a really good question. And does it have to do with how you trained it? And are you like nicer and soft? Does your dog like how you do it? Because I think my dog likes how I praise him, but doesn't like how my husband praises him. Hmm. And he'll listen to me when I say sit because I ask it. And my husband asks it like a question. I tell my dog to sit and my husband asks him to sit. And mm-hmm. so Sigmund will not sit for Landon that often. Because mm-hmm. Landon will go, sit, sit. You're I'm the like, alpha you're not dog. saying. Okay. I mean, but not really. He listens to Landon with all the other stuff. Oh, okay. But um, So, uh, the other thing yes. that this brought up is, could you do it with other animals? <laughs> and they said, absolutely, yes. And one of the things that they became interested in following was sea lions oh, because yeah. of the patterns of how they respond to music because sea lions dance
0: oh my god so they became so it's so
1: interesting there're only several like there're we know that they have this ability to dance and not very many animals do. And there are theories about like why this is. Yeah. Is it that they have, they, it, they at first thought it was because they had a flexible vocal range and however flexible the animal's vocal range is, is directly correlated with how much they're able to dance. But they said that that's not true because sea lions aren't very vocally flexible, but they can bark, but they can still learn a, a new rhythm and they can dance to the rhythm. And they said it's kind of like tap dancing and it has something to do with getting our hands and feet to move together Hmm. that animals who have more uh, coordination over their limbs will have more of this ability to dance because they need to find a rhythm to get their hands to move together. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting. And I'm going to put this up in our, um, in our newsletter because it just unlocked so many doors about, well, then what is this animal thinking? And what is this animal thinking? And you know, there's a, there's a lot of stuff out there. Don't
0: you think it's weird how... You know how cats only meow in the presence of humans? What? <laughs> is like, that for real? They're trying to mimic human <gasps> talking. Like, they don't <clears throat> mew to each other. What? They only do it to humans. Do dogs bark to each other? Yes. Oh, I think so. I think this is what a weird is cat going thing. going on with cats? <laughs> I love that there's a siren. Let me shut the window. Oh, I didn't even think,
1: I wasn't even noticing that because I was thinking so much about the cats. Oh Oh, my gosh. A
0: a little. Um, Hmm. Yeah, but that's like a weird thing where they're trying to like say something to you like I love you or whatever. (gasps) What are they trying to say? Do do you think cats are evil or do you love them? Do you?
1: Yeah. I love cats. Oh, you would. (laughs) You would. Everything's on the cats terms. It's like, don't pet me. Also, pet me. It's <laughs> like, they they, 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 it's always on their terms. I think it's so charming.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> even, you know what I really, I asked Adam if we could get, and he said, absolutely not. I know what you're going to say. Don't even, a hairless cat. Yeah.
1: How oh, did I know? Of course <laughs> you would so want great. that. That makes sense for you. They're so sassy and svelte. It, it <laughs> is absolutely the only animal I could picture you with. Don't
0: be, that is. And so- you know
1: what? You should put it on a purple. Silk er, pillow.
0: You know what? With little gold Sarah, tassels. I know that you're being insulting me. No, right I'm now. not. Yes, you are. Why? Because you're like, it's the only animal. And you just said they were evil. You no.
1: Like, oh my God. I didn't mean like that. I mean, like, I should say it's the only animal whose personality you could tolerate. That's terrible. Because like, you but would you want totally, a puppy to be totally like, true. oh my God,
0: play with me all the time. You'd be like, oh. yeah, go fuck yourself. Okay. See, <laughs> this is really like. I know you sis. Okay, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> Um okay. Oh god. I read this awesome article. Yeah. About a lady who was born like in the 1800s like the turn of the I think the turn of the 20th century. And she was a feminist like before that was even a thing and wanted to work she didn't like how, like, women just kind of stayed at home and did domestic stuff. And so she kind of weaseled her way into being a journalist. And her pen name was Nellie Bly. Have you oh. heard of her? I hadn't. No. And she wrote in Pittsburgh, so I, I really should have been. Yeah. I had never heard of her. And her sort of signature move was, I guess you'd call it now, oh, I guess you'd call it now, like, immersion journalism. Oh. Where... You know, uh-huh. you go in and, like, kind of yes. report what you find. And when she got a big job in New York City, she, her big sort of story was she was put into a, an insane asylum for 10 days. Oh, my gosh. Like, undercover. And reported what she found. And
1: that's a time where this is prior to the Mental Health Act.
0: I mean, <laughs> big time. Big and time. And I think in the, the name of the... Asylum had the word lunatic. Like it was okay. the house of lunatics f- for women or whatever. So it was all institutionalized. As-
1: oh my gosh. And it
0: was... Oh, so she reported what she saw, which was horrific, as you can imagine. Yeah. Abusive. Barely got any food. Rats everywhere. All that stuff. Um, you know, physically abusive as well. And um, then she also found that some of the women that were there were just didn't know English and so people thought they were nuts or like um oh, that used to happen with people who were
1: deaf or hard of hearing yeah or had
0: any sort of there were some people that really oh weren't God. mentally oh, ill at all oh my gosh so or when how about she, if you were gay well lock them up and that's the thing like people often when they're in school think why do we have to study all this stuff from a million years ago who cares i mean it's really important yeah because everything that Happen leads up to what we do now, even with mental health still. Still. Oh. (sighs) You know? It is not dying. I mean, my mom even was talking about somebody who has mental health issues. And my mom is one of these people that's like, you can make a choice every day to be happy. You know, that kind Uh of thing. And then like pull yourself up by your bootstraps Uh ideology. And, but anyway, there's still a stigma. But this woman... When she got out, she reported what she found, and then it, it incited change um, that really helped the situation and made for mm. laws about how we can and can't treat yes. people and in institutions. But- What like, a revolutionary at her time.
1: Right. To be a woman breaking all the rules and going in and doing this, putting herself in a very risky environment that what if she couldn't even get out? That could happen, right? That's
0: what I thought. I, I wouldn't would think want to that go. Too. In. I
1: wouldn't want to go especially at that time. Like I've seen enough movies like that to know where you don't come out of a lot of those.
0: And she said how like even like if you went insane, you wouldn't leave sane if you oh, stayed long enough. That reminds me of the psychopath test that we I thought read. you were gonna say that reminds me of the challenge. Also that. <laughs> also that. Yeah, the psychopath test,
1: right? Totally said the same thing. Like you're not gonna come out of there and thinking regular thinking regular
0: (laughs) no right and i i just thought it was such a cool story and i'll put that in the newsletter as well because it's like this broad was doing big things at a time when women weren't really supposed to do big things but you know what a lot of women do tell me they get married they do and when they do you want to get some good gifts, right? Oh. Well, because here's the thing: like when you're getting married now, most people cohabitate or get married later. They already have a casserole. Oh my dish. gosh, you're
1: totally right. Because this is exactly what happened to me. Yeah, this is this. Listen up.
0: People. You already had your salad tongs, right? Right. We had two sets now. <laughs> so the 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 deal is that Zola has come in and solved that problem. By offering a million brands from KitchenAid to Lacroixet and everything you could ever want, but they also added things like experiences, wine tasting, um, subscription services. Um, then they allow your friends to like pool all their resources and contribute to a really big gift. If you just want like a new couch or something, whatever. Yeah. And it's just great because it helps your guests out because we just want to get you what you want, people. Yeah, that's that's all we really want. And they have a free suite of wedding planning tools with websites, a checklist, guest list manager, all that stuff. And then you can print out this thing when you're done that has what everybody got you so you can write your thank yous. Like it's like, oh, right?
1: genius right where was that when i was writing my thank you cards
0: oh. zola is offering a special treat to our listeners go to zola.com slash brain candy use zola as your registry and they'll gift you 50 bucks towards anything you want in their store and they carry everything again that's zola.com slash brain candy i love 50 bucks so i yeah. think you should do that um who doesn't Anyway, that was a really cool story about uh, that lady. and I love cool women like that. Speaking of the mental
1: health stuff yeah. and depression and things like that, there's some... I don't know who he is. Let me look. He's... Oh, he's a light heavyweight kickboxing world champion. His name's Andrew Tate. So he went on... This was on Twitter. I'll happen on Twitter. So he went on Twitter and he put this tweet up that said, depression isn't real. You feel sad. Move on, you will always be depressed if your life is depressing change it Threat. yeah
0: it's like my mom that's what m- my mom's philosophy is
1: so then this awesome guy named josh Peterson he is a oh i looked at his I looked at his site he's like a freelance journalist who works for a bunch of really cool different organizations and companies and he's all about like power to the people mm-hmm. and he responded and it said hi never heard of you till tonight but instead of being angry about your tweet i'm just going to reply with some help- helpful links in america suicide is the 10th leading cause of death more people die by suicide than from homicide posted that link million Americans are diagnosed with depression, and two-thirds of suicide victims suffered from depression, posted a link. According to the AADA, major depressive disorder is the leading cause of disability in the U.S. for ages 15 to 43. And brain scans show people who suffer from depression function differently from healthy brains. And he just wrote on and on and on and said, there are positive effects of depression as well, but again, it's complex. Put a thing um, up about how psychiatrists found the purpose of depression. Like there could be a, like a actual purpose to why people may feel like this. And it says, but what is true is that telling someone suffering from depression to just suck it up only furthers the stigma and the shame associated with it. And I just thought this guy was so great for taking the time to go find all those links. And rather than knowledge always wins mm-hmm. and that guy can say all he wants, like, you know, this undertake guy, kickboxer or whatever can say all he wants, but I, it just made me so sad. And it was like sad and happy. It made me sad that this guy who's looked up to by a lot of people who maybe do really need, and who don't have the education on this is going out and saying things like that. And then we have this other guy who's so awesome and comes in with all this great information.
0: Yeah. I, the, the thing that strikes me, because as you know, and I keep, I always say, my research is on the prosperity gospel movement, which is a religious tradition that believes that people can change their circumstances through their basically their mind but in the case of religion their faith. And my thing is you're not wrong. Right. That that's true too. This idea of like inspiration that he wants to offer like hey, you know, depression, he didn't say it in a very nice way, right. but he's saying like you can Improve your life by you know whatever he said. Yeah, it's not that that's wrong. It's that it's incomplete, and that for many people, medicine is the thing that can take you from this terrible level to the level in which you can then get yourself together. Yes, and so it can just be a temporary thing where you use it to get yourself back.
1: On track. Experience a different reality for maybe the first time in your entire life. And then you learn another way of being and you go, oh, okay, this is a new normal. Yeah. But you can't ever get that if you don't have that little
0: Yeah, I mean, I agree. I want folks who struggle with mental health issues as I do to, you know, be able to... Find sources of inspiration, find things that work for them that are not just pills. Right. Like whatever it is, if it's working out or whatever. In fact, I read this thing that said, if you could put in a pill, the benefits of exercise, everyone would be on that pill. Oh, yeah. So, I it's mean, I'm not a big fan of exercise, as you guys know, but it really does do good things to your brain. But that I hate how people act like you can only believe in one thing. Right. Like, you can use the medicine, yes. and you can use these other tools, and that guy needs to stop being an asshole. Yeah. Period. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Uh, I read, I actually saw this video on Vice, which, by the way, if you're not following them on, like, Facebook or something, it's really... Oh, on Vice? Oh, wait, no. It was...
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, don't even get me started on how much I love that, and you should absolutely been following them, and they're the only person you should get your information from.
0: <laughs> wait a what? Person,
1: like it's one person. Place, oh, source.
0: God, it's not... It's Vox. Oh, I'm okay. so sorry. <laughs> but I agree, Vice is fantastic.
1: Fantastic. But
0: following following uh, Vox on Facebook was great because they do a lot of videos that like, if you're like... It'll say... Uh, if you don't understand what's going on in Syria, watch this three minute video and you feel like you leave being like, okay, I kind of get that. I like
1: Vox for that reason. Didn't they have the color thing that we loved? too? Yes. Yes. They're great.
0: Yeah. They had this, um, video about a guy who was a journalist and like, you know, that movie Spotlight, uh, yes. or, is that the one? Yeah. Spotlight yeah. about the abuse of the, the Catholic yeah. church. Oh my God. That was <laughs> a
1: good movie. If you guys haven't seen that, see it tonight.
0: How the, how journalists can save the day. Like if you have a really good journalist, because
1: they could do more than sometimes even the detectives can do, because they're not bound by the
0: laws that laws that are
1: sometimes they can just prevent us from getting the information. Let's
0: like use our sources to find out. Yes, WTF it is. Love that. So, this journalist, what became known as like the numbers guy, he was super into like stats involving crime, and he started running. He he looked in a database of murders, and he put in all of the like data, race, gender, age of location, murders, people, people that have were been murdered. murdered. Okay, got it, got it. To see if he could find patterns, because like for instance, the guy you know BTK, one of yeah. those serial killers. I remember before they discovered who it was, he I think that was in the St. Louis area. And they were like, we can see that this killer is somewhere in this um, diameter. Yes. Uh, what's yes. that word? C- um, C- circumference? No. No.
1: What's that circle? I know what you're saying. <laughs> it's his...
0: It's a circle yep. that's within the... Ba-ba-ba. Anyway. Yeah, that word. They're oh like, God, we know he's in here. He's word. probably He probably has this type of job, blah-blah-blah, because blah, blah, they can deduce... Stuff based on like the murders. Well, this guy took it to a whole nother level and found hot spots all around the country that he believes are serial killer <gasps> hot spots.
1: Uh, I believe they are too. Yeah. And didn't I tell you that I read some article um, like a million years ago that I have no source for now um, <laughs> that said at any given time there are over act- 60 active serial yes. killers in the United yes. States.
0: Oh my gosh, this gives me chills. Tell me everything. So you're, <gasps> it's like, you were totally right. And so he goes to oh, God, law enforcement and he's like, dude, I think you got a serial killer here because look at all this data. And they're like, whatever. Because <gasps> the way that it works now, like, you know how systems are yes. the problem? Yes. Yes. I and know. And they mean well, but like they, they don't want yes. new information. Right. The way they do it now is like, you're a detective and you're assigned to this case. And I'm a detective and I'm assigned to this case. And the only way we might discover patterns is if, like, we're drinking water at the water cooler and we're like, oh, yeah, same, same, same. And then we're like, wait, maybe they're the same guy. But there's no There's a database. database. And just
1: to add to the more, to make it even more difficult, I didn't learn until recently how behind we are on the registry of weapons that get found. You know, all of those are hand written, yeah. and then filed, and on microfilm. So if you want to find who used that same weapon
0: in the same... You have to compare something on mic because they haven't updated. The, are you kidding me? Well, and this all has to do with government funding, too. Like, there's just not the manpower to do everything. This seems like where I would put my money instead of, I don't know, an Apache helicopter that cost a billion dollars. Oh, my God. I, here's my favorite thing about doing this show. <laughs> what? I truly as well as i know sarah never know what she's gonna say i mean if you had given me a hundred guesses i never would have said she's gonna say apache helicopter i just feel like it's a waste <laughs> like you could have said like military spending but you yeah, don't I didn't you I don't.
1: specific because i don't ban i'm not against all military spending
0: oh i just, just the apache i'm against frivolous
1: Oh. Expenses that are unnecessary and what, that are very costly, and that we what? There's like a guy who can fly that, right? I don't like it. Well, so and I just watched Top Gun recently, so I'm all like fired up. <laughs> uh, this is Why an aside. did you watch it? But did you hear they're remaking Top? They're doing a Top Gun too. That's a bad choice. I said I'm yelling in my microphone today because I'm really <laughs> passionate. I said the same thing.
0: I mean, what is it like? Their kids or what? And Tom cruise is gonna be in it As like the dad as oh, as pap, a good, pap, he's gotta be like still
1: a flight instructor because um, that's going he is said. Gonna be the
0: papap pap flight the ins- pap, pap, stop.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh that's a good point but i watched that movie is it's really good
0: what part did you like about it
1: uh i like the lingo and i think the editing was really good for that time how they made it look like they really were flying
0: Right. Well, yeah, Yeah. that's a good point. Yeah. Um, back to this murder by numbers (laughs) thing. I totally took that. No, I think that's really (laughs) a good aside. But I just wanted to say that I wish that people would listen to this guy. They have to. I kept waiting for the end of the video to be like, and guess what? We caught people. Yeah, and it's not. It's more like we're trying to get the word out. (laughs) Right. There was a movie that came out. Oh my gosh. Was it about good skin?
1: No, but that's it. Like, it puts the lotion on its skin, like that kind of movie. (laughs) If you want to talk about good skin, we can, because, boy, oh, boy, I got some over here. I pretty much, Suze, you're going to hate me when I say this. What? I stopped wearing makeup. I do hate you. I just don't wear it. I don't even have any. I have a little bit of mascara on my lower lashes, and that's it. I mean, I am happy for you.
0: My I, skin you know looks so good. To be honest with you, I could do that now, too, you if t- it weren't for the scars from before I found BioClarity. Because I
1: haven't noticed. And you know what else? The, oh, my God. You have not picked at your face. I, you,
0: I have I'm any, in a better place. You, you totally know. are. Or,
1: like, your skin
0: is just, like, well, looking that's amazing. My, that's always been my thing is, like, I get breakouts. Right. And then... I pick them. I watch you do it, and I have not seen you do that in months. But that's because I don't have breakouts, and the reason I don't have breakouts—and I swear before holy God, this is a true story—I do too. It is because of BioClarity, and I would not say that if it weren't the truth. And they—I really could put a before picture up, but I'm too vain <laughs> to do that. But you would be like, "Okay, I need to use this." Mm-hmm. It is a uh, acne wash. It's one of those. Three-step processes where, you know, you do it every day, routine. But the difference is that it's made with really soothing ingredients that are naturally derived. So it's like green tea and cucumber and oat kernel. And you would think, oh, well, that's not going to do anything. Wrong, wrong a Wrong, wrong, wrong. (laughs) Because it is powerful but still soothing, which is what makes it really awesome. Um, And now they have the moisturizing uh, step, which people are loving because... If you have skin that's dry, this is a it's lifesaver. Uh, so go to bioclarity.com and get your first month for only nine ninety-five plus free shipping. This is $20 savings, and it comes with a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee. And all you need to do is enter our code BRAINCANDY. Um, and this really is my saving grace. And I do have scars from before I used it, so I don't go makeup-free. But I could in yeah. terms of blemishes, Absolutely. for sure. Absolutely. So that makes me really happy. I love and them. It, it sounds like such a silly thing. It's so silly. So, but it, if you have crap all over your face, it's <sighs> humiliating.
1: And Trust finding me. the product that works. I've never used a product. We've, ha- we've been using BioClarity now for almost two years. Yeah. I've n- there is not a single item in my beauty routine that I've used for that long consistently because nothing Me has performed neither. well.
0: Me neither. I'm
1: so happy and I'll never change.
0: My, I told my mom and, you know, she thinks everything's Jesus. She's praising <laughs> the Lord, but I am mean, Oh, for your clear skin? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> she's so like, nice. I'm so happy for you. Praise Jesus. I'm like, no, praise bioclarity. I know Joe anyway. had
1: the, the thought the other day, oh my God, I'm 32 and I finally don't have acne. Right. This is so nice. PTL. Again. Yeah. There
0: you go. Uh, you had one more story you wanted to share.
1: Oh oh okay what it is uh i got a couple you know what do i want to bring up what do i want to bring up um so this one was interesting this is something you know i i think we talk a lot about um body acceptance and about uh loving your size and i think you and i have come a long way Thanks to this thanks a lot to this podcast in learning how to um wow oh, how do you even want to say it like Make sure that you're using the language to include everybody and in language that's not, like, shaming. And so I've, I, like, somehow this article came up. It was in The Guardian, and it was from a woman named Gabrielle who lives in France, and she's talking about what it's like to be fat in France. That's the name of the article. I didn't call her fat. It's the name. The article is titled Gabrielle... I love
0: stuff like this. ...what it's
1: like to be fat in France. Okay. And I did not know what the um, attitude in for, I mean I, I was kind of a little bit aware of it but I didn't know just how deep those feelings really ran about um, how women uh, what they think about their appearance and uh, especially like the value that they put on it so in this article she talks about how French women pride themselves, and this is a direct quote: French women pride themselves on being the most feminine in Europe. There's this feeling that women have to be perfect in every way. And she ta- she wrote this book called "You're Not Born Fat," and mm. she talks about how she felt so much shame and this feeling like she had to fit in. And what people are hiding in France is the eating disorders.
0: Yeah. And that
1: That's
0: it's almost become
1: trendy for French women to be on a diet for almost their whole life and for them to sust- like restrict their calories calories, yeah. and it's, it becomes almost fashionable for, and she said that she went to go get a job as she's a school teacher and she went to go get a job working at a school where they call them headmasters or, but it's like essentially a principal. And she was when she got she got like she just applied for the job with her resume sent the job uh. in got the job flying colors like they're like yes you're perfect we love you and then she went in for the in person interview and the person how big in- is she like what are we talking she's about? she's not you know I'll show you, you I'll can put the picture she's probably in the t- sizes like size? of twenty plus
0: okay so she, I'd Do say I she's I like a tw- yeah. Sure?
1: She's kind of like... She looks like she'd be a similar size to the girl in This Is Us.
0: Yeah. What's right. her name? I can't Chrissy remember her
1: name. Chrissy Metz. Chrissy Metz. She looks like she'd be around, which is a size that a lot of women are feeling, you know, comfortable of dressing now and, and wear and, like living at that size healthy, and she talks about how she's like a healthy person, but this is just, she had um, a hormone problem and she was put on thyroid medication when she was 12 and she started gaining weight at a rapid pace and all this stuff that contributes to it. It's
0: like a lifetime.
1: Yeah, you know, and something that she's been fighting, but she can't, you know, can't get a hold of this part of uh, of her life. And she just said how difficult it was when she came into the job interview, the person who interviewed her told her, that the teacher you're going to be working under is going to be rather difficult and kind of left it at that. And then follow, somebody else followed up with her and said, yeah, they don't like working with fat people. Mm. Just straight up told her that. Mm-hmm. And so she had to go into this job and she wrote this book and they didn't really give a lot of information about, you know, cause it's one of those like also ads for the book, like, Hey, buy this book and sure. she'll tell you all about yeah, it. Yeah, It's like a preview. Yeah. Yeah. a Preview for it. But just hearing her comments on and hearing her point of view on what the uh, kind of what the trends were and what was what was like, quote unquote, fashionable in France and what has been fashionable for so long is basically to have a manageable eating disorder. And how dangerous that is and how so many women there are in this, like, totally wrong mindset and how hard it is to be on the other side. And I just wanted to know what you think about that.
0: Well, uh, oftentimes we think of the French and, of course, we think of sophisticated women and they are so fashionable and all that. Sophistication. We definitely tie to that. But we also are amazed because they love cheese and wine and bread. And, like, it's like, wow, Mm -hmm. how are they, you know, so... Perfect. And remember
1: that book that came out: French women don't get fat.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Imagine if you're a woman.
0: Who's and there's the other book. Dang, I can't remember the title, but it was like fr- about French raising French children and how they uh-huh. don't—they're not crappy like ours. <laughs> and so I interviewed the author, and I was like, "So, oh annoyed. my god, tell but me she, everything." Well, she's an American woman in France, so she was pointing out the differences. So it yeah. was like a fair, okay, okay look. Okay. But I do get a little irked at the. Like, what I see is the fetishizing of the French culture, and particularly French women. hmm But this is what it comes from, is yes. that they're all in agreement that, like, no, we're going to all do this. Yes, they are. And we're going to smoke cigarettes to, you know... Because a lot of them For smoke... For appetite suppression. Yeah. Suppress their appetites. But they don't talk about any no. of this. And I'm really glad people are talking about it.
1: And one of the things that this woman did is she met this photographer who really... And I can't remember the story about how she met her, but she met this photographer who said, no, you have to take back who you are and you have to develop your identity as this person and be comfortable in your own skin. She was fighting with depression. And so she started taking pictures of herself in the pool. She started, like, met with this photographer and she's like, I'm going to take pictures of myself. in." she said she couldn't even look in the mirror when she was changing before. And now she's taking pictures in a pool, which helped her kind of accept her own body and what she loves about herself. And other people are doing that too. I, I, I want to you know, read
0: that book though. Yeah. That's it's really called, interesting. Um, You're not born fat? You're not born
1: fat. And yeah. her name is Gabrielle D-E-Y-D-I-E-R. It's going to be some French name I can't pronounce. Oh, yeah, she's yeah. literally French. She's literally French.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: Gabrielle's book about being obese has ignited her native France. She tells Stephanie Marsh about how her life battle against... Oh my gosh, do you even know what the word, I, did, I, I think this is, I don't know if it's a French word or if it's a word that is just a sign for this term, but the discrimination and verbal abuse of people who are overweight, do you know what they call it? Grossophobia. Mm. G-R-O-S-S-O, phobia. And how would you That's think? Like
0: rhinoplasty. Right. Like, come on, <laughs>
1: who's doing that? Or like, that who amazing. decided the word lisp should be lisp and somebody with a lisp can't even say it. That's not fair.
0: It's so funny though
1: I know Let's I got honest. a list
0: A list Stop it right this <laughs> second uh, Alright well that's good for now Yeah Don't forget to subscribe And leave us a five star review We love you
1: And go to braincandypodcast.com And make sure you're subscribing to our newsletter So you can hear all about these awesome articles And read more Because we know you like to study And get some candy uh, brain candy On your own time
0: bye Bye